0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, One Minute at a Time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again on this wintry, not really, Thursday morning (laughs) is J Dub of Dubsism. Welcome back from the cold of Minnesota
1: uh okay um yeah I'm, I'm glad to be here uh I don't live in minnesota anymore but uh you no,
0: that i know this, that i know i I'm... know
1: just yeah it's a callback i know but i was you know depending on when this actually you know airs um we we had a huge snowstorm here in the midwest like two days ago and, you know there's there's still penguins and eskimos in my yard so
0: the snowy thing is what kicked me off there okay well I, as long as you have no, some nice guests that that's what's <laughs> Eskimos and Penguins? Why not? Lionel, right, well, tigers and bears, oh my. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so minute 24 begins with Neil getting very annoyed and jumping out of bed and ends with Dell retorting in the midst of this argument that the two of them seem to be having. We'll have to wait and find out what exactly what that is. So Yesterday, we ended off with things with with Dell continuing to clear his sinuses, clear his throat, doing anything possible to be as lovably annoying as possible. (laughs) I think it's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And Neil just hits the end of his fuse and jumps out of it. And we continue this today's minute exactly at that point where Neil just jumps out of bed and screams, "God damn it, that's it!" And he, he obviously turns on the light as he's saying this, and then Bill goes, "What? What?" Which is pretty funny that 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 he doesn't really know what he's what's the problem. He goes, "If I don't clear my sinuses, I'll snore all night." Basically, the two of them, they, they, what they do here is it's great because we can see the way the two of them are just their expressions on their faces. Neil is just so frustrated about everything that's going on. He 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 jumps up and takes his his shirt off of the hanger and you know shakes it off in order to to maybe get out some wrinkles. I don't know. And and he he is starting to put it on. And then Dell looks at him and goes, "Gee, if your kid spills his milk, what do you do? Slap him in the head?" And then Neil turns to him and goes, "What? What? What? What is that supposed to mean?" Who's you're not a very tolerant person. Now it, it's nice the fact that Neil is still continuing to get dressed as they're having this conversation. You know, we see him put his pants on one leg at a time. He's he's putting his shirt on. He's he's really had enough and he's he's getting ready to get out of there. And then he responds to to Dell by saying, "Look, you've been under my skin since New York, starting with ripping off my cab." Once again, he's he's mentioning that whole cab aspect, and he goes, "God, you're a tight ass." And he goes, How would you like a mouthful of teeth? And hostile too. Nice personality combination. Hostile and intolerant. That's borderline criminal. <laughs> and then we see Neil then takes off his jacket. And Dell finally gets up from the bed. The whole time he's been sitting on the bed. You know, we 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 still have the whole idea of the, the their bed is filled with with spilled beer and and pizza, according to the 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 script. Because at this point, he says, "You spill beer all over the bed. You smoke. You mess up the bathroom." And then Dell's response is, "Well, who let you stay in this room? I even let you pay for it, so you wouldn't feel like an intruder, which you certainly are." So, I mean, this this, this conversation is definitely escalating as the two of them are, are dealing with this. And, and they do an amazing job in this, in this particular scene, showing the same situation from two people's perspectives, which are completely different.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, the, the two of them have gone through the exact same day from opposite ends and they both are looking at it. And I guess it, it, you can say it, it shows the difference between someone who's more of a pessimist and someone who's more of an optimist. Or like the way I said, it,
1: uh... Like I said earlier, you know, Neil is a first-class guy and Dell is a coach guy.
0: Yeah, but, but the, the two of them are looking at the exact same situation, which, which is great the way that they're able to show this to us. You know, that one of them gets very annoyed by everything that's happening, I and mean, the other one, okay, this is what's happening. You know, this is how the, you deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, Dell is a guy who deals with the situation as it comes up. And Neil is the type of guy who who is used to planning everything so far ahead that when, when he needs to do something spontaneous, he doesn't really know how to deal with it. No, that's true. You know, that that's – so they, I, I found it really interesting the way that they do this. Now, at this point, then, you know, this is the first time that, that Dell actually says something – that's not necessarily nice by saying, you know, that, that you're, that you are most certainly an intruder here. Now, as we know, Dell invited him to to come with him. That's true. So it's not as if Neil has overstepped his welcome in this particular situation. Obviously you you look at both, you can see this situation from both sides. You know, no one here is clearly wrong and no one here is clearly right. The idea is, is that neither one of them is taking the other person into consideration. It's a, well, there's a lack of, of of consideration here.
1: Well, there's that, and there's also with Neil, it's very easy, you know, when I when I talked earlier about the slow burn, you can see him getting annoyed, and he's working up to losing his temper, and now it finally happens, and when he blows on Dell, now you see Dell, you see his facial expression change, and you can tell he's getting irritated too, but he's not. His boil isn't as high as Neil's yet. Right. But he's starting to get there. Right. That's when he brings up the intruder thing. Which, yeah. you know, right, wrong, and different. You know, that's not the kind of thing
0: he's been saying up to this point. Correct. Because again, he has dragged him along with him. He's wanting to help him. You know, Dell is the one who was sticking around throughout the entire you know, in the airport. He was watching and waiting to help him out and stuff like that. You know, this isn't someone who who's considered to be an intruder which is very weird you know that he would say that he's intruding on him so you know neil at this point rightfully says i'm an intruder and the response is yes you're an intruder i was having a perfectly nice trip until you walked into my life and he says i walked into your life who was it that was tucking my ear off on the plane who was that i'm curious and at this point, he basically says, Dell's response is, well, who told you to book a room? I did, out of the goodness of my dumb old heart. Boy, you're an ungrateful jackass. Well, go ahead. Sleep in the lobby. See if I care. So, first of all, he "Who's the one who told you to book a room. I mean, he didn't book a room. He told him, he told him earlier to try and book a room before he called his wife. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at this point, that's a moot point already you know dell has taken him under his wing and says hey you know i'm i'm good friends with gus gus is going to give you a place to stay so come with me i'll help you just you know you pay the taxi fare with Doobie and you you uh you know in the end you pay for the for the, for the motel room so right I, I i have a little bit of a problem completely siding with dell in this point i mean as as i mentioned earlier i think both of them are most inconsiderate of the other person which can can be understandable because they don't know each other you know why that's that's true you know if 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 you're staying somewhere with someone you know so it's much easier to come to a compromise than someone who you you don't know and don't want to have to deal with and stuff like that you know and and the fact that that Dell actually calls him an ungrateful jackass. So that still shows that, as as pissed off as Dell is getting, he's still not using excessive language here. You know, he's trying to keep his language. You know, it shows a lot about his personality that he's not someone who's going to be cursing the whole time. You know, he's using well, moderate. He's he's calling him moderate swear words. I guess you can say a jackass. You know. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah. You didn't call him a. Th- jerk or anything like that exactly correct which it could have come out very simply from someone who's normal who normally would use that type of language right somebody like me perhaps perhaps <laughs> <laughs> so and then the the fact that Dell says to him go sleep in the lobby lobby so where does that even come from how does he know that that's that's what neil's plan is he doesn't say i'm gonna go sleep in the lobby he just gets up and, and starts getting dressed. I mean, maybe he's going to say, I'm going to take a cab and go back to the airport, or I'm going you know, to do something else. What, what's the, why is there the assumption that he's going to go sleep in the lobby?
1: Well, that was, that was what I was just going to ask you, what, what are Neil's alternatives at that moment? Well, I, I just gave you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, OK, but the, the whole problem is they can't get a flight anywhere. So what good is going back to the airport do
0: well, they, they, I think their plan was to go back to the airport in the morning. I mean, if your flight gets canceled, they're going to reschedule it once everything is, is – I mean, the, the, the airline is responsible to, to make sure to get you back to You know, – they're going to have to get them to Chicago. So in other words, Neil would rather go sleep in a plastic chair at the airport than anywhere near Dell. Or sleep on the floor like we saw someone else doing uh, in, two weeks ago. There was some guy, some businessman sleeping on the floor, which is which is what convinced him that he better go with Dell instead. I don't know. I mean, uh, obviously, as we see through the course of this movie, they they find other ways of trying to get back to where they need to go. They don't go back to the airport, which is pretty silly from that perspective, because they probably should have. That would have, you know, that would have, that would have solved a lot of problems if they would just come back to the airport first thing in the morning.
1: I don't think thinking clearly is on either of their minds at this point, though. Yeah, probably not.
0: <laughs> right. So basically, that that that's this whole minute. This whole minute is this conversation between the two of them. They're they're starting off their argument between the two of them, and you see the tension rising between the two of them. So before we, we get to the script and, and other things, do you, do you have anything else you want to say about this minute?
1: Well, the whole the whole explosion. Just as I watch that, I, I keep getting drawn to a movie that comes out later, and I, I just I just see Steve Martin slowly turning into Jack Nicholson from uh, A Few Good Men because I mean he really looks like he's about ready to break into. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. You know I mean his, his <laughs> he has the same burn as you know as Tom Cruise is goading him into it, goading him into it, Dell is goading Neil goading Neil goading Neil, and then boom, the blow up happens, and you know it was too much of a back and forth to really make it a perfect comparison, but you you watch that that Neil is probably how do I put this in that scene in a few good men, you can tell that Jack Nicholson is venting years of frustration at tom cruise yeah. for whatever has gone on in his life as a marine and neil i think there's a lot of neil venting on dell everything that's happening in his life at that moment yeah you know, it, go back go back to the thing about we talked about earlier with um his wife susan i'm waking a big big um leap of faith here but it looks to me like In things that we don't know about, like maybe Susan and Neil were fighting when he left to go on this business
0: trip. Okay, that's that's, that's pretty amazing because the script has this whole subplot of them being in a fight the entire time. Every time they talk on the phone, she hangs up on him in the end. She thinks that he's lying. She complains about the fact that that he had to go on a a business trip right before Thanksgiving. So you you definitely hit the nail on, on the head on that one. You're able to you're well, able to pick like that up it's, and it's not even there. They completely cut it out. Well, it's 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 kinda there. I mean, you're married, correct? Yes.
1: Okay. I'm married too. Um have you ever like the the scene where like we talked about earlier where he's in trouble because he called her and woke her up even though she told him to call her. Um, have you ever gotten in trouble for doing exactly what you were told?
0: That's what being married is. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes,
0: <laughs> we're all in the same boat,
1: <laughs> and that boat is the Titanic.
0: <laughs> True, <laughs> but, I'm but we still but we still enjoy being on the Titanic. That's the, that's the issue, because <laughs> otherwise otherwise we would have jumped off. Yeah. The
1: Titanic. The band keeps playing. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All right. So this, the script itself does have a lot of discrepancies in in this particular minute. So the way that the the conversation between the two of them begins was, Neil says, I was on my home to spend a nice holiday with my family. And instead I'm in a motel bed with a stranger 500 miles from my house. And I don't know how or when I'll get there. I'm a patient man. I'm paying for the rooms. I paid for the cab. And then Dell jumps up and says, Oh, you also paid for the pizza. Okay. So, One of the things that we mentioned last week about the whole thing with the pizza is that Dell couldn't find his own wallet and took money out of Neil's wallet to pay for the pizza. So Neil then says to him, I did? And he says, all I had was 100 The kid didn't have any change. You went in my wallet? And he says, are you mad? You have no right to go into my wallet. What was I supposed to do? I had to pay for the pizza. You were showering. Did you want me to send some punk kid in to look at you naked in the shower? He says, you stay out of my stuff. I'm not interested in your stuff. Good. In fact, I'm bored with your stuff. What? You looked. I didn't look. Then why are you bored with it? And then it says lying. It's a figure of speech. (laughs) He goes, bull. You went through my bags. And Dell says, how did I know you weren't some kind of shady guy? I'm not sleeping with a stranger without knowing a little about him. What if you had a gun in your bag? I've been on the road too long to not know to take a precaution or two. Did I go through your stuff? And then he says, I don't know. Did you? And he says, no, I did not. And I'm mad as hell that you went through mine. He says, ah, what's the big deal? You got two suits, two dirty shirts, some stale shorts, and some skin magazines. (laughs) And then it says, Neil is quite embarrassed. And he says, don't sweat it, Neil. There's a reason every hotel newsstand sells these kind of magazines. There isn't a married man alive that hasn't and that's how the, the 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 conversation ends. So it's pretty I'm mean, first of all I'm glad they cut this out because I don't think it's really needed. It it puts Neil in a completely different light by saying that he has all these magazines in his in his bag, which doesn't really maybe it works with the fact of what we were talking before about that he's in a a very long drawn out fight with his wife, maybe? I don't know. We're not going to go there, but it still sounds to be something that they didn't really need to, to 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 bring up. And then Neil, it says, Neil grabs his shirt. And Dell says, where are you going? And he goes, I'm sleeping in the lobby. Oh, come on. You don't have to do that. He pulls back the covers and slides his legs over the side. And then he says, if your kid sh- his trousers, do you smack him? <laughs> and then Neil goes, what the hell are you talking about? He says, you're not a very tolerant person. Neil says, I am a very tolerant person. Oh, really? He says, look, you've been under my skin since, since New York. You ripped off my cab. I know all this. You paid for the room, the pizza. You're a tight ass. How do you like a mouthful of teeth? You're hostile, too. Nice personality conversation. Hostile and intolerant. That's borderline criminal. Screw you. You spill beer all over the bed. You smoke. You make a mess in the bathroom. And I let you stay in my room. I let you pay for it so that you wouldn't feel like you're an intruder, which you most certainly are. I'm an intruder. You're an intruder. I was having a nice trip until you walked into my life. I walked into your life. Who talked my ear off on the plane? And then they talk about the the booking the room and stuff like that. So it's what's interesting is when you read the the full script, you see how they edited this so well that parts of the conversation still stay there and parts are are cut out. Mm -hmm. But it's still the conversation still sounds really good. The way that they they have it it flows.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the the part about how would you like a mouthful of teeth? I, I was waiting for you to tell me, in the part of the script that didn't didn't make it that that's where Neil just hauls off and belts. Yeah. No. You
0: know? I'm glad I'm glad they didn't do that either.
1: No, that, that that's totally neither of their characters yeah, to start throwing
0: punches. Definitely-
1: it's not like they're two football players that you locked into them together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so on, on every episode we have uh, our segment off the beaten track where myself or my guest gives a little adventure or misadventure that one of us had at some point in our lives. So J-Dub, why don't you tell us another little adventure or misadventure that you have had?
1: Oh this is this is another one that you know involves the state of Wisconsin now you're being from Michigan, I know you're familiar with Wisconsin um, this the full story, I can I did. I was doing a video podcast a while back, and I told this story. and it's it's all about um, a summertime trip about Wisconsin, a car breakdown. Your entire plan for your trip changes just like in this movie, um, except instead of it being Neil and Dell uh, in a hotel room, it's my wife and I in a car rolling down the interstate across Wisconsin car dies d e d dead dies and this is july 4th traffic trying and i'm trying to get across you know, two lanes three lanes of traffic to the breakdown lane and the engine is clearly not running and my wife looks at me and says why are you stopping here and i'm like well i'm not f- trying to <laughs> <laughs> At this moment, she realizes that I'm about to have the Neil explosion because, like I said, this is July 4th weekend. I drive a car that I'm pretty sure they don't have parts for in small-town Wisconsin. Call AAA. The tow truck comes, takes me to this repair shop in Edgerton, Wisconsin. And there's a 60-year-old guy there named Scotty. And more importantly... Roll in. He's got the exact same car as mine up on the left. And he comes out and he looks at my car. He's like, well, that's the second one of those cars I've seen today. And I'm thinking, yeah, no, sh-. And I can see the <laughs> other one there. But I don't want to be rude to this guy because this guy has my vacation in the palm of his hand at that moment. And And then lo and behold, he's putting in a fuel pump in that car, which is the exact part my car needs. He calls the guy who owns the first car and says, hey. I got a guy here that needs a fuel pump. Can I give him yours and I'll get another one from Madison for you after the weekend. And he's like, sure. Yeah. Give that guy the fuel pump. He's on his vacation. I don't need that car back until wow. Tuesday anyway. But the best part, the best part is the guy that he calls stops in the middle of his day. Cause he thinks Scotty's screwing with him. He thinks there's no way. There's two of that car in this town on the same day. He comes down to the garage to say, Oh yeah, I thought you were jerking me around. <laughs> yeah, you do have another one of those cars. So, and there's 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 a whole other thing to that story. If, if you want, I can send you the link to the video cast that tells the oh, whole wow. story. That's a but, great story. But, but that, long story short, yes, that's how how my wife fell in love with Edgerton, cool. Wisconsin. Cool. So. Why don't you tell people once again how they can get in touch with you? Dubsism, dubsism.com, the most interesting <laughs> independent sports blog on the web. Dubsism at yahoo.com is the email. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Carrier Pigeon, you name it. Dubsism, D U B S I S M. It's a
0: first page search result on Google, so look us up. All right, well, while you're doing that, you can go right and subscribe on any podcast you might be using. And to find me, just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can do it on Facebook, on Twitter, or go to our website. So until tomorrow, you're fucked.
1: We're all fucked.